Hi, I'm Mant. And I'm her mom. And this is Mom, Mant, Books and Booze. This is the book club you have been looking for. Just a mother-daughter duo who enjoy reading and talking about books over drinks. We read the same books but have different outlooks. Come join us as we open a book, open a bottle, and open our minds. everyone to the second episode of mom bat books and booze <laughs> i'm mom and i'm matt <laughs> and we're glad that you joined us today we continue our um look at where the crawdads sing this is our second episode on that book today we're looking at chapters 11 through 21 Woo! this is an emotional set yeah this this section is it's a toughie it's good but it's a toughie it's a toughie luckily we have a great cocktail to go along with this this section yes. um, what are we drinking today man i got a blackberry seed stuck in my straw um but we're drinking seductive swan it is a you mull blackberries which I don't have a molar, so I had to figure it out, but it was fun. Um, and then you put an one and a half ounces of vodka and then three ounces of lemonade. And you also just top it with ice and stir it if you want. And then I put a one blackberry on top, but I have lost it. <laughs> it has sunk to the bottom. It has. And I was so it looks so cute, like with the blackberry on top and now, but it's really good. Oh my gosh. Well, and um, as we talk about this, maybe you'll figure out how we came up with the seductive swan as our drink for this section. And we'll talk about that more at the end. Yeah. And we hope you like the other drink. We really like the other drink. I think it was different. I think it was different. Yeah. If you didn't listen to episode one, we enjoyed the dirty bird during the first part of the book. So yeah, this one's the bird theme and going with the <laughs> we'll get away from the bird theme sooner or later <laughs> but birds are such a big part of this book and in this section oh yeah more important about the birds and the feathers and yeah absolutely so um so let's jump into it so what do you think about the start of this section oh this section it as you say got me in my feels a whole lot of times yeah. Um, at the very beginning, she's she's kind of pretending like her paws around, oh, and she, she has to do that when she goes into town because if someone thinks that her paws gone, they might try to send her to a foster home. So she's she's learning how to pretend. In yeah, this is where they re because in in our first episode, we talked about how the marsh is a person. This is the first time she's accepted it and said that the marsh is the only family that she's got. Isn't that sad that the only family she's got is basically muck and water? Yes. And, but it's the only thing that she can rely on without fail. True. It never lets her down. Yeah. Dad has stopped coming back. So now she's, 
um, having to make money selling muscles. Yeah, which I had seen something saying like, isn't that crazy? Like she she's big on living things and muscles are living things. And she talks about it saying that they don't have eyes like the fish I used to catch. Yeah. So it was like kind of easier for her to like get into that mindset of selling living things to basically die. Right. Um, but it was keeping her alive. So exactly. Again, the marsh was giving her what she needed mm-hmm. to stay alive. And I thought that was, that was kind of big. Oh, and jumping. I love jumping. Oh, I know. He is, he is a great character that comes into this. Well, he's just so real. You know, he's not giving her too much. He's helping her. Yes. He's um, the whole teaching, teach a person to fish for a day, teach a person to fish and they eat for a lifetime. But, and he, he doesn't give her false hope. Yeah. He says first come first serve here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that made her focus on something. Like she was like, okay, I gotta be the first person. No matter what, I got to be the first person because if she's not, she misses out on her weekly money. Well, and then he, she wasn't, and he told her to diversify. You got to, <laughs> you got to change it up. And that's when she started bringing some fish. And, yeah. Um, I, I love that because he was like, I want to help, but I'm not giving you handouts basically. Yeah. And I wish I could remember how he said it. It wasn't like, don't put everything in your one basket. He said it in a funny way. Like, yeah, jump is a comic relief a little bit. Yeah, and he's so good to her. Um, oh, he said, you can't get all your coons up one tree. <laughs> that's what he said. So I love that. That's such. Up one tree. And that so- sounds like such a marsh, like, saying. You know how there right. are southern sayings? Like, that's uh-huh. such a marsh saying. But their their interactions are so like wholesome they're the most wholesome interactions yeah and I and I love that and and then when she meets his wife it's the same thing like she just really cares about her yes and and it's immediate and they it's like you said they don't um they don't just jump in and fix everything for like Mm -hmm. uh, Mabel doesn't say move in with us and she teaches her how to be to survive on her own like yeah and helps her helps her in a in a very dignified way yeah Um, yeah this one there was some kind of some recollection of her mom throughout this chapter yeah and that yeah uh when mabel gave her those seeds and we're going to we're getting into chapter 12 but when mabel gave her those seeds the instantaneous she thought of her mother's garden and how she wants to regrowth it basically because I I truly believe she doesn't say it as directly anymore as she used to I truly believe she still thinks her mom's coming for her constantly and I think that's one of the reasons she won't leave the marsh Mm -hmm. I think mom's coming back and even started um tilling up her mom's garden she found that hair barrette yes 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 um and I think that Throughout the book, which I really like that this author is doing, is they continue adding characteristics to the marsh. So like the marsh is kind of the ghost of the mother. So she doesn't want to leave it. The marsh is now her family doesn't want to leave it. So they keep adding things, a reason for her 
basically to become the marsh girl and to add more to the marsh and to herself basically yeah it just they just start to blend like yeah it's it's, yeah um and then that in 12 also this is when chase oh this made me sad when she hid from chase and his friends and visualized herself with them oh oh that got me because i'm like but she just wants to be she just wants to be loved um i think it's so relatable to everybody like there's everybody has been in a situation where they want to be a part of something and maybe aren't for whatever reason oh i know and it and it breaks my heart because um when you think about those people she she is the definition of an introvert oh yeah oh my gosh i mean she fully accepts it but i think in her mind and in her heart she wants to be that extrovert she wants to go out and talk to people but she already knows how they receive her so she just doesn't even try right and that's awful (laughs) and as she's as she's sitting there she remembers some times with her mom and sisters and her sisters and she tells her mom told her that women need more other women more Mm -hmm. than they need men and I don't know that just kind of stuck like she she needs friends like she needs someone to talk to and throughout this section we see that she definitely needs women um and we'll talk about that later but like I I understand that I I have girlfriends, but there are only a certain amount of women that I want to surround myself with and like talk to because I I am married, but he doesn't understand everything women go through. And I talk to my husband about everything, but you need women just to talk about little things, little tiny things that women need to talk about. And she doesn't have that. No, she doesn't, but she's starting you can tell she's getting older because, and I, I think it's funny and I know it's probably from watching these girls, but she's, mm-hmm. you know, she starts to pull that dress out and, oh. put it on and it's, it's like, she has that feeling like what, you know, what she wants to be as a woman. And mm-hmm. even though she's kind of young now, maybe 14, 15. She's, she's at that like transitional age. Which is awkward for, anyone oh my gosh yeah and that that was my favorite part was her putting on that dress because it was that and it was that like really aggressive transition to her being a woman because even when she was selling the mussels and the fish I visualized her as a child right but But as soon as she put that dress on I was like oh man she's like Mm -hmm. a woman like she's you know and she you know it was short and on her and she filled it out a little bit more and like that was I think that was the moment I was like man she's she's like growing up like before our eyes she's growing up which like hurts my heart but also like I'm glad she's still growing up she's not stuck right right but as a mom it makes me really sad that she's having to go through that part of her life without someone. Mm-hmm. This, I think that's what got me in the feels is all the people in this section of the book 
mm. who in yeah. different little ways help her to kind of transition. Yeah. In good ways and bad ways. Make her. Well, like Mabel just giving her clothes. Mabel just giving her clothes that fit her. Yes. Clothes. You know? um, yeah, it just, that kind of thing makes me makes me sad makes me sad but it's also good because I, I throughout this book I wonder like oh what if her mom stayed what kind of person would she be what if her dad stayed what kind of person would she be you know it's always those what ifs that um would she be the strong woman that she is because she's a hundred percent stronger than anyone else um she is an introvert and she does hide from things but in a good reason and a good way like yeah, that's a that makes you really think like what would have happened if dad had left first yeah oh that's a good question yeah what if dad left oh man that's a good one how would her whole life have been I mean or what if his dad her dad didn't lose all that money at right. the like right at the beginning right mm. Right, because that's in this section, which I love that she kind of she figures it out of, of what how her life came came to be in this because her dad had alluded to it before, mm -hmm. and then this in this section we really we really kind of find out why. Yeah, we get that story. Yeah. Sort of. Um, oh, but this also after she puts on the dress, this is where the feathers start coming. Yeah. In the stump. That's not, that this is my favorite game yes. because there's a it, like I've realized there's a lot of games in this book mm -hmm. like the fishing game and the tracking game like her going through the marsh trying to find um places and people and I think that's a little bit of showing that she's still a child yeah yeah just very casually because uh -huh. she's needing to do these games this is the first game where she's just loving it yeah, you and know, someone else is playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she keeps finding the the different um, feathers, and then we find out that it's good old Tate. Tate. Oh, love Tate. I'm glad he came back. Um, but throughout this game, something that stood out for me in this chapter too. Um, this was the first time she was called Marsh Girl. She was harassed by those little boys. Yeah, this is the first time. This is the first time they called her the Marsh Girl, and I was like, "Wow!" Because I mean, she's identified with the Marsh, but she's never heard it from anyone else, right? And but you know, and we know it. It like stops her, but she loves the Marsh. Yeah. So we think of it when we when we read it, we think, "Oh, why would they call her that? That's so mean." But you wonder if in some part of her, that's not an insult. Yeah. She, I guess, I think her tone, the tone she knows it is. But I I think there has to be some push and pull for her. Like, I love the Marsh. Like, thank you. you it's know. my family. It's my mother. It's my, mm -hmm. it's my thing. But, um, but she can, yeah. I think she doesn't like the identifier. Right. I think it's hard for her to be identified. Yeah. She, she wants to, I mean, she probably wants to be identified as Kaya. Yes. You know, I am a person. I just live in the marsh, you know? Um, but that, that was heartbreaking that she finally heard it. Yeah. 
and every phone and she knew it was they don't mean it in mm-hmm. a good way. No, it was kind of what I viewed it as, as um, every like Scooby-Doo movie and like those horror movies are always pushed to like, ooh, go knock on the scary house's door. That's exactly what I thought this game was to these group of boys. Ooh, are you going to see the Marsh Girl? Oh my gosh, let's go see if we can find the Marsh Girl. Yeah, we survived. We survived. Yeah, that's the part you were talking about. I was talking about, I was thinking about another part in the book, but when they get to her house, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, that you could tell that was just a middle school prank. It was like a rite of passage for yeah, a do the, or dare kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, wow. Mm. Yeah. Just mean. Cool. Just mean. Um with, with Tate coming out. So I thought I thought the feather game would last a little bit longer. Um, but I think it got to a point where Tate was just like, I just need to do more. Like, I love getting you these presents and I love you giving me these presents too, because, you know, as a trade and pool kind of thing, but he wants to give her more. And that's why he offered to teach her to read. Yeah. I think it's funny. One of the lines in the book says she felt a strong pull toward Tate and a strong push away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She, she wants to be with Tate, but everybody else in her life has left her. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure every time she starts to have a relationship. It's that trust issue thing. Big time, big time. Well, she doesn't want to open herself, especially um, for Tate to teach her to read. That's a, I think that's a very intimate thing. That's a lot of patience. That's a lot of time um, for someone who's as old as her and doesn't know how to read. and he's, think, he's doing that as a high schooler because he's high, he's about high school age this time. Yeah. He's about to go off to college. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think as a teacher, when I read it, I thought he's doing everything right. He's gearing it towards things she's interested in. Mm-hmm. He learns, what was that? There was one word that was like a very scientific word while she's learning a little sight word, like. Oh yeah. She's just drawn to those. Yeah. Because she wants to know that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, she even one night burns two candles so she can can study. And like her pool to learn things is something you don't see often now uh, with both of us, you know, being teachers and seeing this, Um, you don't see that pool to learn anymore. She, she does everything she can to get better at reading and it might and I thought about this the first time I was like it might be because of Tate she wants to impress him but then I'm also like no that's kind of her personality she wants to learn things to sit like one to keep her doing something you know right well and she knows like he had written her that note and she couldn't read it so yeah. she knows there's stuff out there that she can know if she'll if she'll learn to read yeah, and I think that that um, letter from her mom that we talked about last time, I think that is like a hindrance in her head saying like, I could have known so much from my mom. I could have known where she was. I could have known yeah, just when she was coming. That letter, like yeah. just in front of that letter. She didn't even have to open it. Yeah, so um, 
I was happy she started reading. I was really happy she started reading. And that's when she started, she read the family Bible, which for people that don't know, that is your family's history. Yeah. A lot when, of families really keep that. Yeah. I didn't know that when it said family Bible, I was like, oh, she's going to read like the Bible. No, it's her family history. So this was her like first time seeing her family history and writing. Right. And, and that's funny because that probably is very much a lost art. Mm-hmm. But I have my grandmother's Bible and in the front, it has like when she and my grandfather got married and then when her children were born and then when they got married and then when her grandchildren were born, like she kept up with it in that. Yeah. Family. Yeah. People don't pass that down anymore and things get lost and muggy and, you know, people, people are spreading out. I think a lot more. Um, when I tell people I'm like third generation Albemarle high school graduate, you know, people are like, what? Like they can't believe it. Yeah. People don't stay put in one place. Mm-hmm. Anymore, so. I mean, I'll be honest when I graduated, I said, I'm not coming back. <laughs> so, I mean, I can understand. Um, I can understand her dad and mom kind of wanting to leave and start their own life. And I mean, in that Bible, he said he promised her basically a perfect life and it just didn't work out. No, it didn't um, work out. Oh, so he gets money from the army for getting injured, right? And I was so upset to hear that story that he was basically a coward. Right. They got hurt. He got hurt from cowering and they showed him as a hero. And I think that's what made him so aggressive. I think that's what made him mad because he's mad at himself. Um, and, and I also think like his drinking, he's disappointed everyone. He's yeah. Disappointed his parents, he's disappointed his wife. He's disappointed his children. Like he, he disappointed did, his country. That's a bit like the country yeah, doesn't know, it, but he knows it. Yeah. He's disappointed everyone. And he has had, he's lived in situations where he knows things could be better, mm-hmm. but he can't, he can't seem to make it happen for his family. Yeah. But the bad thing is it is his drinking and it is his anger that is making it not happen because it's his drinking that doesn't give him promotions. And then, um, it's his anger that makes everyone leave. Yeah. It's like, he's, he can't get out of his own way. What's that saying? What's that saying where it's like, uh, catch 22. Is that what, is that the right saying? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he really like isn't helping himself no but uh, but when he stopped drinking and when he was a kaya he was a decent person i know he was actually fun and a great dad yeah. yeah taught her things yeah and i think that was a you know a great a great thing for them to show us like the one thing about this book is the characters are so they're they're deep like oh they're so full oh my gosh but the way but the way they're introduced you just learn them a little bit at a time mm-hmm. it's almost like you're really meeting people you don't know everything about someone at first yeah so meeting them and finding out more and about- i think it makes the connections stronger yes yes because, because- 
the author gives us what we need to know about someone when we need to know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you're get like, we would have never known. We didn't really have to know the family Bible and the family history, but it was such a nice little chapter to give background to why people were leaving in Kaya's life and why Kaya's life was as it was. Um, and I hope she kind of realized it wasn't her fault. Right. She had no control over it. Um, but it was a nice little chapter to get you away from, you know, the murder of Chase, which is right now in the back burner, but also her struggle of growing up now. So yeah, maybe it, it gives her a little bit of peace and some understanding and yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. social services are on her butt. Yeah. She's having to lay low, but there's where Tate comes in and tries to help her. Like, well, they're in a band. Yeah. She's in an abandoned cabin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where she's like doing her reading and mm -hmm. meeting up with him. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. it's so interesting. This book, it like bad things lead to good things and then good things lead bad things. And then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, um, it's interesting that she does still have a, a level of trust of people. Like she trusts. She hasn't lost it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She trusts Mabel. She trusts Jumpin'. Like it's almost like she has developed that sense. Like sometimes you think about animals in the wild, they know who who's going to eat them and who's not. Mm -hmm. it's almost like she's developed that innate thing. Like, okay, I'm going to trust them. Yeah. They're, they're not meaning me harm. Yeah. Um, she's a good read of character. Yeah yeah um i will say at the end of the section though that kind of it breaks my heart again yeah <laughs> um yeah so oh but this is when her and tate kiss for the first time is in that abandoned cabin yes and they actually do become boyfriend and girlfriend because i think she asked that not that she felt that but i think she thought that was the norm she's right. like oh this is a normal relationship so am I called your girlfriend? You know, you know, like that's all she uh -huh. knows. Um, but I wonder where she learned that term. I don't know because her sister, maybe her sisters talked about it and before they left. Yeah. And she might've heard it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, that part really made me like Tate more because she was willing to do more than the kissing. Mm -hmm. But he was like, no. Yeah, he pulled back. He definitely pulled back. And I think he, he I think he cared for her so much that he didn't want to hurt her more if he right. could avoid it. Because I think in his head, he knew he was leaving for college and he wasn't going to get that up, which is right. fine. And he says to her, you know, you can get pregnant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he, he kind of uses it as a teachable moment where he's like, right you might you might regret this like which is you know kind of like in it right before that he has to teach her about her period yes it is before that yeah so he um and then mabel helps her get all the things mm -hmm. she and they actually 
um, have a relationship blossom before it ex like escalates to him basically saying we shouldn't go any further kind of thing. Yeah. And he gets her birthday cake and, you know, they celebrate her birthday and they are having a real relationship. Yeah. But I think he cares for her so much to where he's like, I want to keep this relationship. If it flourishes later, that's fine. But right now I love the relationship. Right. And I yeah. love when she asked about, am I your girlfriend? And he says, do you want to be? And he, he says, you might be too young, but she said, but I know feathers. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's the signifying thing. Yeah, I bet other girls don't know feathers. And yeah. He, he was like, well, all right then. Yeah. And, like I got, you got me there. Yeah. So yeah, I just, yeah. Um, the thing about her having her period and Mabel having that really broke my heart too because it was the first time she really needed a mom mm -hmm. like all the other times like yes you want to talk to women about things but like that moment of when you first do that or first start that she had no one but I loved Tate I loved him even more because he knew exactly he was like I know these signs let's go find Mabel like let's go find someone that can help you because like she trusts hate, but that's a hard wall to pass. And she might not know that, but I think she knew it internally. Well, the way he handled those situations just made me like he was, that was very endearing of him. Mm -hmm. He seems like, a, like a man. And, um, he's almost, when you hear the descriptions of, of chase, he's like the opposite of chase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Chase carries himself very um, arrogantly mm -hmm. and Tate carries himself respectfully. He He's a gentleman. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but when he has to leave to go to college and he, but this is when I had to question Tate. He left for college, but said that he would come back and he doesn't. No, he doesn't come back for the way the way this section ended was um months turned into a year months passed into another year and then another and he yeah so he's back. yeah because she waited for him um uh on july 4th because that's what he, he he was like on vacation and that's when he told her he was coming back and he yeah. didn't and this is the first time she looked at fireflies. Because we've, we've been introduced a little bit throughout fireflies uh -huh. um, because his Tate's dad read him a poem about fireflies and Tate thinks of Kaya. And this is the first time she's actually just watching them. And I thought that was a very significant moment because, you know, she was vulnerable. Yeah. And she's, and she's getting older, you know, she's going to, by the end, if if I count correctly, by the end of this section, she should be about 18. Yeah, she yeah, she's definitely like 17, in, yeah, with uh, so many years passing. And you know, sometimes she just stands up and screams like Tate. Yeah, she just gets mad. Yeah, because he's done her like everybody else. Well, the thing that broke my heart in chapter 21 is when she's wondering what she has done to drive them away. And she looks in the biology books. 
Yes. Oh. Moms would leave their offspring. Yes. Oh my gosh, that broke my heart. Oh. Like, but but then she accepts it. That's that's also a broke my heart because she accepts it. She's okay with it. Yeah. But she she really starts focusing on her collection and her birds and her Mm -hmm. picking up those things and painting and Mm -hmm. she really starts developing that like that. The marsh again becomes her her only thing. Yeah, but she also pushes like jumping away. She only goes to jumping if she needs things. You know, she accepts this loneliness that she believes is her life. She's like, everybody else leaves what, what, like, I'm never going to love again. That's what, when she said that, I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) I know. But I love how they kind of start describing her life. It says the science and art entwined in each other's strengths. Mm -hmm. colors the light the species the life weaving a masterpiece of knowledge and beauty that filled every corner of her shack her world she grew with them the trunk of the vine alone but holding all the wonders together Mm -hmm. i'm glad she has something the collection and the research and the reading and you know, she has something to feel that loneliness a little bit. Yeah, but it says the pain as large as her heart still lived in her chest. She, I mean, Ugh. it's one of those things that, I mean, it does say like her loneliness starts to eat away at her. Mm-hmm. You know, it is natural for us to want human interaction. That is biology. She should look that up. <laughs> And also, Tate was really, really, really good to her. Mm -hmm. It made these promises, and then he left. So she knows how she felt when he was there. Mm -hmm. So that makes that hole even bigger. Yeah. Like, I I think she knows that he wasn't lying. But so now she's wondering, like, okay, he wasn't lying about his feelings. So why did he not come back? Yeah, why did he leave? So, so there's no way for her to know, but yeah. well, and this section kind of chase the whole thing with Chase falling off the fire tower is kind of just little blurbs. Yeah, and there's some important things. Um, they found red fibers on his body. Yeah, that's important. Now they did figure. They think that he f- did fall off the shower. Mm-hmm. Truly believe that, but they think someone covered up the tracks and stuff. Um, and then his mom comes up with information about a shell necklace that he wears. Mm-hmm. And said, I, I forgot. Oh, she hasn't said anything about it. She's just saying we need to meet. Yes. So yeah, everything's very short blurbs about this murder that's happened. Again, like I rather focus on Kaya for right now anyway. Right, um, right. But it's nice that the author continually introduces that. Like, hey, don't forget this. <laughs> there is a murder afoot. <laughs> yeah, and then they also, somebody says something about the Marsh woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was last section. Miss mm-hmm. Pansy. Yeah, I think someone says it again. Oh, again? Um. 
Um, oh, oh, someone did. His friend said that he would take solo adventures out into the marsh for yeah. four years. And it says, or maybe he had a woman out there. Mm-hmm. He thought of himself as slumming. Yeah. So, but, you know, we haven't seen interaction between Kaya and Chase. Just like pass passings. Yeah. So they're like in different worlds. So I eventually these the future and Kaya are gonna have to mash situation. Something's gonna have to come to a head, but yeah. But <sighs> yeah, this is a tough section of chapters, but it is a good section of chapters because I think it makes it into the woman that we know and love. Yes, and it it's all the feels like you. Uh, um, it's all the feels like you feel so good and you're I start to feel proud of her mm-hmm. like you know I'm thinking if something had happened and I couldn't have been around for you I would have wanted you to be this strong like figure things out for yourself and yeah um, but I also wouldn't want you to start blocking people out yeah and you know she said that in the book she says needing people always ended in hurt Mm-hmm. so yeah. I just she breaks my heart you just want to hug her yeah you just yeah you just want to help her in any way you can um and but the thing is like she doesn't really need it like she doesn't need it no and I, I just I think she's she's infatuated with the nature around her mm-hmm. uses it to make sense of the world yeah she's doing such a good job with it like she's respecting its beauty learning from it like she is really um diving into it yeah and like we've said over and over that marsh is becoming more and more about her yeah oh yeah it's becoming well she's the marsh girl mm-hmm. yeah she's the marsh girl she's literally the like the human form of the marsh yeah and she is really embracing it and yeah i know what it feel good so i know why why did we make the seductive swan oh so we chose the seductive swan because of the feathers they left so i didn't think about this when we picked this drink but as we were talking i realized it it's kind of her and tate's little way of flirting yes and then you know, the little him, swan feather and uh-huh. She gives him that swan feather. Um, so yeah, the seductive swan. It's very good. I really like it. It is very good. It's like it's a good summer. If you're reading this in the summer and listening to this in the summer, it's a great summer drink. Yeah, it's a lot lighter than our other drinks. Yesterday's drink was very creamy and a little heavy. Uh-huh. This one's a lot lighter. It has lemonade. You know, you can make a fresh squeeze lemonade. I just use Simply. Um, I do not like, this is funny. I do not like mold things. I'm not a pulp person. I hate pulp. I My lemon what you're looking for is muddled. Oh, what's muddled? mold? What does mold mean? Did I make that word up? No, that's like mold cider. Oh, okay. But muddle? Wait, what did you Muddle say? is like to mix or stir an ingredient into a drink. So when you do fruit, you like muddle. But mold, <laughs> I'm looking it up for Which one did I say? 
Um, which one did I say? Like mold wine. Oh, okay. I said the mold. mold drink is a drink that has been prepared with spices. So oh, cider. So yeah, it's muddled. Is the word you're looking? <laughs> okay, muddled the blackberries. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm not a big fan of that. It's a texture thing. I like my lemonade has pulp, which I thought it didn't have pulp, but that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. It has pulp, and then the muddled, mm -hmm. yeah, the muddled blackberries. So, but it's very good. I like it a lot. The muddled. The I'm just gonna use the word because I learned it. The <laughs> the muddled blackberries I think give a really nice taste. Oh yeah, they they are the taste. Yeah, because it would just be lemonade with vodka. Yeah, you gotta yeah. make it seductive. <laughs> that would be a seductive swan. I don't they, these names. I don't know where bartenders think of these names. I don't know, but it makes it fun. So I hope you're able to sip, and if you wanted to do this as a mocktail you could muddle your blackberries and just drink lemonade with it i think yeah. that would be very good yeah that'd be fancy you uh -huh. should just make those for like a family function like for your kids like uh -huh. ooh, don't call it seductive swan but <laughs> call yeah. it like a change the word seductive to something else you know and yeah. have a fun little drink with your family maybe listen to the audiobook with them all that would be fun oh yeah yeah, that's a fun idea. So um, you don't always have to read things. Yeah, it's good to but listen to it on audiobook. That's a big thing now. But we hope you're still reading along with us because now we're in part. Our next episode will be part two of where the crawdads sing. And it really starts to get interesting. What what um, chapters are we um, doing? For episode, for our next episode, we're going to talk about chapters 22 all the way to chapter 35. Yes, perfect. 35. Um, and yeah. then we'll only two more episodes. Two more episodes with this book. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us talk about where the crawdads sing. Um, I hope you're getting to know the characters and thinking about them in different ways because each week as we talk about books, as we open our book, open our bottle, we hope we open our minds. <laughs> Thanks. See you next time. <laughs>